Welcome, folks, to the 4th and Gold Podcast, the only podcast in 2021 in which we cover the national championship football team. Taylor? Wow. Not only are we the only football podcast covering the national championship right now, we go to the school who just won the national championship game right now. Folks, I don't know where you were Monday night, but I hope wherever you were, it was watching Alabama completely destroy Ohio State. Brandon, where do we even begin? I, I, I think the I think we got to start here with bow down to the king of college football and Nick Saban. Absolutely. Seven national championships to his name. Six at the school, University of Alabama. Here, uh, that 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 passes Bear Bryant in the all-time record, and I believe that ties him here with six. Insane. I mean. Nick's, All I'm hearing is there's still work to do. Oh, there's always still work to do. Nick will be, Saban will be back next year, but you know what? We're going to enjoy this moment right now for him. Number seven. That is, that is insane. Can you imagine being, can you imagine being Nick Saban? Just picture being him, especially like right Nick now. Nick Saban has more national championships than all of the 125 SES coaches combined. Yeah. It's insane. The current 125 coaches... In Division One, if you total their national championships, that's including two of Dabo's and one of Ed Orgeron's, mm-hmm. they're still they're still <laughs> four short. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, there's got to be one more other coach that ha- that's coaching right now that has one. Does Dabo have three? I don't. I don't even know. I have to look it up. Dabo might have three. Because I'm pretty sure the stat is 7-4. to four. But regardless. Regardless, Nick Saban dominates all, and that's kind of the point we're getting at. <laughs> like, what? Secondly, I don't know who needs to hear this. And I think this will be a good segue into the stats of the game. We'll actually go into it. But all those Mac Jones haters out there, like, what's up? You're done. What's up? I mean... Every single game, I have said Mac has been great all year. But I mean, let's just really look at this. He had 464 yards. He had five touchdowns. He went for 36-45. I mean, like he is so good. I said this. I say this. I'm getting repetitive at this point. I say it every single time. He's so good. How are there still Matt Jones haters? There aren't. They always they hate be. you when you're winning. Is that what it is? I Here's the worst part. People are going to be like, oh, you know, he's a product of the system. And he's going to go into the draft kind of product of the system mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's going to get picked up by the Patriots, and everybody said he's a product of the system. Is going to be the same people that are like, oh, the Patriots keep winning. Yeah, because they got Mac Jones, who's a good quarterback. There it and is. a good system quarterback. So, yeah, call it a system if you want. But Mac Jones did one thing, and that was be smart, throw the football where it needed to be on the dot, and win football games. And he did that all season long, and that's why he's your national champion. So. Boom. And guess who didn't do that the other night? <laughs> Justin Fields. On the other hand, he's over here with 194 yards, <clears throat> one little touchdown. Went 17 for 33. It's just... Justin Fields got reminded of why he left the SEC. <laughs> there it is. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking to uh, my mom about this before I left for school, that it depended on which Justin Fields you were going to see as to how the game went Monday night. The Justin Fields who played against um, Northwestern or the Justin Fields who played against Clemson. We got the Northwestern version, which went well in our favor. 
Yeah. So. And I don't want to. Justin Fields is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, he's a good talent, but. Listen, he did have a lot of things that didn't go his way. I mean, he's playing injured. His his best running back, Trey Sermon, gets injured in the first play. There was a lot that went downhill for Ohio State early mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, but the fact of the matter is, he still had Chris Olave. He still had his wide receivers, and they just they couldn't really get it done. They just couldn't. It's just kind of like one of those things. Sometimes when you just start being bad and you can't stop, it was it was like how Clemson was against Ohio State. There just wasn't any. There just was no turnaround. Yeah, there was no momentum. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about the next star of Alabama, Najee Harris. 22 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, just what a way to go out for number 22. We can't thank number 22 enough for coming back for his senior season mm-hmm. and putting up such great, phenomenal athletic feats on the field this year. He was a true leader, no. uh, true gentleman in the locker room, just just an all-out play. You can't not root for Najee Harris. No, you can't not root for him. You can't say anything bad about him. He has truly been such a remarkable aspect to the team this year. And it's just a big thank you, Najee. I mean, incredible player, incredible guy. So humble and so good at what he does. Yeah, uh, good to see B-Rob got in there too with 10 carries and mm-hmm. 69 yards as well. Um before we kind of get into more stats, I just want to get your, like, basic opinion of this game to start off. Like, what did you think overall? Obviously, yes, it was great that we won the national championships. And as students, we are very thrilled for that. And as the podcast, we're very thrilled for that. But, you know, it is our job to somewhat be football analysts as best we can be. So what 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 did you think of the game? Um, I thought... I thought this was great. Like our t- like we played incredibly. Like not even just saying this out of, you know, biased of. Of course I wanted us to win, but I mean when you watch that game, we deserve this win. I mean, the team came out there and worked together and they played incredible and this was seriously a, a blowout win for us. And I think it's great when it works out that way cuz it's like Alabama truly deserved this win. I watched the whole thing sitting there Monday night and it's just the way like our team works together and the way they were just thriving and then it was funny like me and Brandon were talking about it before this started and you would assume the Natty would be your most challenging game of the year and that was just not the case for us but it just really shows our team came together throughout this entire season our offense is unstoppable our defense definitely made a turnaround from way back when and we deserved everything that happened Monday night. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think this was, I mean, this was just an all-out show-up for Alabama. Um, don't don't get it wrong. Yeah, obviously offense was prominent here, scoring 52 points. But the defense really showed up, and I think that was something really special that we should that we should touch on. It's just, you know, going into this game, everybody said, oh, it's a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. It's 100% going to be a shootout. It's, it's whose defense mm-hmm. messes up first. It's not whose defense shows up first. It's whose defense messes up first. Right. So, um, you know, that was that was one of the things coming away from this game that I was really impressed with. Uh, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll go with you on your point as well. This was one of the more uh, special Alabama football teams I've watched. Listen, I've been, I've been here since the beginning of Saban's run. I've been here before that even um, as a fan. And I would like, I, like this is, there, there's a couple of the, you know, obviously, 2017 was special in the way we won in 2015. And those, you know, 2009, the first one was great. But when I really look back, there's there's two teams that really stand out to me as the best. They had the best chemistry, the best mentality, the best 
Everything. Mm -hmm. They were just all around great. And we've alluded to this team several times this season with A.J. McCarron, and that's the 2009 championship team against Notre Dame. Right. Um, You know, everybody just holding everyone accountable. The offensive line was similar age, similar kind of leaders. Uh, Obviously, we don't have – we didn't have as great of a leader that Landon Dickerson is, and we'll touch upon that in a little bit. But this team was simply special. They really were. Um. Just the way in which they played for Coach Saban, the way in which they played for themselves and for their community, uh, the way they held themselves, the way they answered questions, the way they accepted just everything was on brand as an Alabama football team should be. And I think that's exactly why you see the margin of victory that we saw right. on Monday. So, no, exactly. Um, let's just go down, let's get some stats from uh, your Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith. I mean, look at this. He, 215 yards, 12 receiving, three touchdowns. I mean, this is your Heisman winner, folks. This is what you're looking at right now. He has not disappointed a singular game this entire season. It was also in the first half. Yeah. Because he got hurt, hurt in the second half. And that was really heartbreaking. So, that, so, so 215 yards, three touchdowns was in a half. I wanted him to be able to finish. It was so sad watching him I'm on the sidelines. I'm actually glad he didn't because we might have put him up. We might have put up 100. So, and, and, <laughs> uh, but let's go. John Meshi, eight receptions, 81 yards. Good showing for the kid. Um, I, it, he's going to be the future of the team. For sure. So I, I think that was great to see. Najee Harris, oh, there, there's that man again. Seven receiving <laughs> yards, or seven receptions, 79 receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. Um, Jalen Waddle, yes, that's right, folks. Don't adjust your volume. Jalen Waddle, what a story. Came back for the game, had three yards. Or three receptions for 34 yards. Had some great catches in some big spots. Yep. Um, that, it was just awesome to see him out there. Oh, it was, it was, it was needed to see him out there. Waddle House was back, you guys. I was happy to see him out there, but towards like once the game was starting to get put away, I was like, "All right, Jalen, all right, J- get yeah. off the field, right? You stay, okay. You're like, you need to be healthy." <laughs> yeah. So, um, J- Jalil Billingsley. Two receptions, 27 yards. Another guy who's going to be a part of the future. Mm-hmm. Slade Bolden had three receptions, 16 yards, and one touchdown. His first career touchdown I coming know. in the national championship. How cool is that? So that's that's really cool. We'll see him next year as well. And Xavier Williams, another name that's going to be on the on the docket for next year. Right. One reception, 12 yards. So it was good to see Max spread it around. It was good to see some people get some touchdowns who deserved mm-hmm. it. And it was good to see some young talent out there. Absolutely. Um, I also want to, before we go to the defense, I wanted to talk about Landon Dickerson getting back out there 22 days after ACL surgery for the final snaps with his team. Got to actually snap them. Um, that was a cool moment. Yeah, that was definitely cool and remarkably fast. I mean, that's crazy. Shout out to our uh, strength and conditioning coaches. (laughs) Yeah, y'all, y'all are doing the most over there, Um, but that was, yeah. That was really cool to see, especially, I mean, if you followed anything from the Crimson Tide this year, you know how much of an impact and how much of a story Landon Dickerson is. Uh, All-out leader, all-out great kid, uh, very vocal, but also in a very respectful way, loves his team, um, just just a captain's captain, you know? Um, yeah. And it was really heartbreaking to see him go down the Florida game, so it was really good to see as a fan, and I'm sure as players, and everyone else in the organization, see mm-hmm. him be able to celebrate with his team in those final, final moments. That was great. Um, listen, you know, 
nothing. We didn't really do anything on defense other than just stop them. Yeah, we did, we just did our job. <laughs> you did your job. Yeah. So congrats, boys. I mean, you got Christian Harris over here, six total t- touchdowns. Dylan Moses was six too. Christian, yeah, they all had six tackles. Christian Batemore had five. You, you know there. There wasn't a lot of defensive plays, and it's not to say that we got scored on. It was, you know, it was, they, they covered. Mm-hmm. They stopped him behind the line and got three and outs, and that's exactly what they needed to do. Right. Um, that was the key to the game, regardless of what was going to happen with our offense. It was who could get a stop, and that's exactly what they did. Um, I believe it was Christian Barmore who got that tackle on fourth and two. Uh, kind of late in the third quarter, but that was when the, the gears kind of turned. That was like, okay, this one's probably out of reach now. So, right. You know, uh, Jordan Battle gets got ejected for targeting. Questionable call, but uh, didn't but really I hate matter. The, I hate the targeting call. Listen, that's a whole. I I could go on. Listen, the the one thing you got to remember about this secondary, with the exception of Josh Jones and Patrick Sertain, these kids are young. Yeah. And they are feisty. Right. So, for them to get that national championship experience, and granted, Ohio State didn't have the best um, day, but it was still a high-power offense that they got some really big-time experience in. Mm -hmm. So, it'll be really interesting to see how those freshmen turn sophomore and junior eventually will uh, pan out down the road. they grow, yeah. So, um, again, no. You want to talk about kicking? Yes, I would love to talk (laughs) about it. Will Reichert went 100% from... He, he didn't miss a kick this year. No extra points, no missed kicks, nothing. This kid was awesome. We love him. Will Riker, Brandon really loves him. <laughs> Will Riker, you have solved the age-old Alabama kicking problem, and that's something special. Um, so thank you. Yes. You got robbed. You should have won the award. It is what it is, but thank you. Uh, that was huge. It was. Thank Secondly, you for saving us. Did you know J.K. Scott's brother was our punter? No. Charlie Scott. Didn't really know this until I was watching the game, which is kind of sad, but we don't punt very often. Yeah. So I was I was kind of reading up on it prior to the game, and I was like, holy cow, like, <laughs> this kid is J.K. Scott's brother. I thought about it, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, so, yeah, Charlie Scott got two punts for 76 yards total, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see that we have another Scott in uh, Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, punting mm-hmm. the football for us as well as J.K. did, so... It'll be interesting to see how Charlie does from now on. Um, but yeah, that that was our game. That's the game, folks. <laughs> um, man, it you know it's it's really special to win a national championship. Um, obviously, the energy on campus was very awesome. I'm sure the energy at the game was awesome. And, you know, what a year to win the national championship. I mean, the first time I we mean, started this show. Just think about this year. I mean, this we're in a global pandemic. You know, school's been weird. Sports have been weird. We didn't know what was going to happen back in August. And just to, like, think about the uncertainty that was this summer of, are we going to have football or not, to we just won the national championship. Yeah. I, you know, what we wanted to do for you guys was kind of just take a look back um, not only because this year was so special from winning it, but also from the fact that we just started this show this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like you said, the pandemic was crazy. We didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, but here we are, and here we are standing on top. So I want to take you back in time 
long before this day. Long. Um, where we played Missouri. Uh, that seems like five First game years of the ago. season, right? That seems like so long ago. Right? We're not really sure how Mac's going to do. We don't really know anything. We come out and we win 38-19. to Now, questions about the defense? Sure. Uh, did we know what we had in different people? Probably not. Uh, Mac Jones only had two touchdowns. Najee had three. Jalen Waddle was catching passes pretty consistently. So that's kind of crazy. Um... And that was kind of our first step into this world of podcasts. Right. So, um, pretty memorable game when you look back at it. Obviously, we didn't really know at the time. It's Missouri. It's an opener. We really haven't been tested in an opener um, in a while. Yeah. So, kind of crazy. Then we got to go, or we got to come back home, play Texas A&M who was ranked pretty highly at the time. Oh, and who and knew, we, flashing forward, they would be, you know, the team that a lot of people are like, we sh- y'all should have played them. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, but we beat them by the same score as the national championship of 52 to right. 24. And then I think that was when we started to realize, okay, like mm-hmm. Mac, Mac got an arm. Mac's not bad. And um, we got a team here. Yeah, it was like Texas A&M was when we started realizing that we have a team here. And then with Ole Miss the next week, I remember on this podcast the first time, I not that I doubted us, but I was unpleasantly surprised with our defense. I remember sitting here with Brandon being like, what was what was that? Like, what, did, what happened on Saturday, Brandon? Yeah, I, you know, we're going from calling for Pete Golding's head and mm-hmm. what are we going to do? You know, Lane Kiffin put up 48 on us and credit to our team and our coaching staff. We responded from that game. Uh, if you remember, they then come back home to play in Georgia. Georgia team. <laughs> and uh, that game was highly touted. Game days here. Yeah. Um, and that game was questionable going into it because people are coming off Alabama's defensive play from Ole Miss saying Georgia could take them. How about the fact that Nick Saban has a false positive for the coronavirus that too. three days before the game and then tests out of it, gets to coach, um, and we obviously come out and we get the dub. Um, this is when, what's his name? What, what's, what was our quarterback's name? Spencer? No, that's, that's, that's Oklahoma. UGA's quarterback? Yeah. Oh. No, not JT Daniels, the one before that. Oh. Oh, my God. All right, we got to Wait. That's how bad they were this year. <laughs> uh, oh, Stetson Bennett. Yes. There he is. Stetson Bennett threw three interceptions in that game. Uh, so if you were looking for a defensive response, you got one. There it was. Um, but we take them down, and people are starting to realize uh-huh. that Alabama's legit now. We still didn't go, go to number one, though. Clemson was, but it's we okay, saw how that went. Because we got there. Yeah. Uh, we play Tennessee. We lose Jalen Model. It's a tough day, but Najee comes out and scores five. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Mississippi State came here and <laughs> So tried. then we had a little bit of a practice week. <laughs> <laughs> and Mississippi State tried for a little bit. Yeah. We won 41 to nothing. Then Kentucky also tried. Uh, 63 to 3. Yeah. Wow. Yikes. Poor thing. Then Auburn <laughs> tried, and that was 42 to 13, and they that sucked when they were here, too. Yeah. Um, and then we finally got to play LSU after it was p- per, uh, postponed due to COVID and blew them out of the water. 50, <laughs> we scored 48 in the first half. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, then we played Arkansas and you know, tried to stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then we played Florida, which was arguably like, our, said, toughest our toughest game of the year. Yeah. Florida, Florida, Florida came in second this year. Yeah, for sure. No, A and M came in second this year. Mm. Because they beat Florida and we beat A&M. That's true. But we also beat Florida. That's also true. Florida lost to us by less margin than Texas A&M. I guess maybe in just our own way, Florida comes second to us. And then thank you for being our most challenging game. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. You know what I don't like, though? What Florida did was Hmm. they opted, which is fine. I don't care about opt-outs. But this is now the fifth year, fourth year in a row where... The Big 12 team that should have got in but didn't get in right. um, plays the SEC team who loses the SEC championship in the Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. or whatever bowl it was. The Peach What was it? The, I think it was the Sugar Bowl or something like yeah. that. And, or the Cotton Bowl, whatever. And the Big t- 12 team wins by a lot and they think they're back. It's like, no, you're not back. They never are. I don't like that self like that confidence just because, like, you're not back. Right. Like, you played a meaningless bowl game in which the other team who was in the SEC championship and thought they had a chance to win it, and were, if they did, were going to the playoffs, mm-hmm. lost all of that. Now they don't care because they want to win a national. Like, no offense, but this is kind of why we need to expand the playoffs. Yeah. Because Florida does not care no. in that game. Georgia did not care in their game against Cincinnati. They had to turn it on late to save face and probably, you know, help Kirby out. But they don't care. They don't care. If you're a t- if you're a team from a top tier conference and you lose one game, be it your conference championship game. Now, obviously, in Florida's case, this wasn't it. But in in a lot of cases, Georgia in the past few years, you know, you lose your championship game and you have one or two losses. Mm-hmm. And then you watch, you know, middle-of-the-road Notre Dame, middle-of-the-road right. Big 12 team lose to the SEC champion. When you lose by six, yeah. you don't care. You don't, you're not playing for a national championship, and you know you should be. And you don't yeah. care. Who cares you're playing Texas? Yeah. Who cares? No one. Because Texas has got to win that job. Mm-hmm. You've got to win that game for a job or for their boosters. And everybody from the SEC or different school knows, well, you know, they're going to just try to rebuild and make it next year because they don't care about this. Exactly. So I think that's one thing that we need to talk about, and we'll talk about that later in the offseason when we have more time to kind of ponder these things. But And then, you know, we play in the playoffs, kind of cruise through Notre Dame, and here we are, there we, we win are. the national championship. And we just won the Natty. Like, okay, here's my question, though. Okay. A lot of people last year said that the 2019-2020 LSU Tiger team going 15-0 and mm-hmm. is the best team ever in college mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. Now, let me argue this. Alabama 2020-2021 team played through a pandemic. Right. Played a 10-game all-SEC schedule and then won the national championship by 30. Are you, I mean, I would say. So who's the best team ever? I, I mean, okay, I'm going to say Bama, and that's not even me biasly saying Bama. Like, I'm not going to not, you know, obviously LSU had a great year. I mean, they were the best team that year. Joe Burrow, incredible. But I, I think you have to take into account, like Brandon was saying, the pandemic. I mean, no one knew what was gonna, going on playing through that. And then, too, if this was a normal year, also like Brandon was saying, we would have just played all SEC teams. We would have had those, you know, not to discredit anyone, but, you know, those 
lower, not as good teams that you know you're going to win and that just gets thrown into the schedule. Well, we didn't have that this year. Every game we played was arguably a hard game. Okay, so here's here's just a list of teams that that uh, LSU played last year. They played Georgia Southern. Okay. Okay. Texas, who was not good last year and still isn't good this year. Right. Northwestern State. Vanderbilt. Utah State. Granted, they play Florida. Mississippi, they play SEC teams after this. And they play an Oklahoma team who was garbage. And no offense to Jalen Hurts, they just weren't that good. And then they play a Clemson team who we've seen now was not very good in the first place. Whereas Alabama plays an all-SEC schedule. And sure, you Dominate. can say SEC had a down year. But it wasn't like they played an all-SEC schedule with South Carolina and, and some other right. BS SEC. Like, they didn't play Vanderbilt this year. Right. You know who Alabama played? They played Georgia. They played Florida. They played LSU, who was yeah. the defending champs. Didn't have a great year, well, but that's who they played. And, too, you just can't tell me that even, like, when people want to argue SEC had a down year. Well, that's still nothing compared to if we were playing New Mexico State, okay? That's a nothing game. You know that. I mean, that's like, yeah, you're going to win that. There is no congrats. It's, it's just you expected. Yeah. But SEC is bigger than that. Obviously. So, I definitely would credit Alabama to being the best team. I mean, we didn't play any slouches. We played yeah. Texas A&M, who was arguably probably the third best team in the country this <laughs> Literally. year. Literally. Ole Miss, who we saw go out and dominate the second best team in the Big Ten in Indiana. Yeah. So, they're not bad. How about Georgia? Granted, they didn't have their quarterback. They're still pretty good defense and finished top ten in the country. Uh, Tennessee... Yeah, no. Tennessee's uh, Tennessee. <laughs> but Auburn, Auburn's always there, plays us hard. LSU, LSU's always there, plays us hard. Arkansas, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then you have Florida. You know, you have yeah. Florida, who is arguably the fourth best team in the country. Right. So, it's... I think you can make a case. I think you absolutely can make a case. And I, I LSU was great last year, but I mean... You know, when you talk about LSU's team last year, I mean, you really talk about Joe Burrow. I mean, granted, the whole team was great, but I mean... Jamar Chase, Clyde, yeah. Clyde Edwards. But it's like when you think, when Justin it really Jefferson. comes down to it, I feel like people think Joe Burrow, LSU. You know, I feel like... Because just because, I mean, he was so good. He went, like, number one in the draft. I, I don't but, know about that. I, I would agree that it's most of the focus, but listen, I mean... That team was really, really good, but this team was also really, this really good. This team was... I don't like. I I am gonna say better. I am gonna say better because I think we played a tougher schedule, which is really what it boils down to. Like, yeah, you might have won fifteen games, we won thirteen games, but we only played thirteen games, and they were all SEC dominant hard schools. It wasn't the Georgia Southern. It wasn't Utah State. You know, I mean, not to discredit Southern. So sorry, I love my home team, but <clears throat> still, yeah. I think we were the better team. I don't know. I you know, there's definitely something to be argued, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're I think we were better, um, but you know, there's always that argument. Listen, LSU was good. LSU was good. Yeah. But so was that. Like, I don't know. I I guess I would I would say us because obviously, but yeah. Yeah. But all right, now we got one final thing to do. Yes, we want to say a. We have a couple things to do. First, we want to say thank you to everyone who listens again, just because... Um, this was just kind of something we started in the midst of a whole COVID football season, just to make it more entertaining for us and y'all. 
and um it just means a lot to us to have listeners and people who enjoy hearing us talk together yeah and and honestly it's just awesome to a you know obviously win the national championship that's awesome um but it was just an awesome year. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone who put the time and effort into making sure that this season happened, it, it was all great, and it worked out and paid off, and we'd just like to say thank you for that. And a but, big thank you because a year without sports is a really hard year to live in. <laughs> however, as much as we do love winning national championships, and we're still going to celebrate, don't get me wrong, but in true fashion of our head coach, we have to look ahead to next year. Oh. We have to get focused on that. Naturally, I'm sure We're, we will continue to celebrate. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, trust us. We are celebrating. Because I got about <laughs> 27 friends from high school texting me on Monday saying "Go Buckeyes" that I still haven't got back to because <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Right. But the more time I wait, the more angry I get. That's so true. Just be ready for that. Um, but. Let's look at the schedule ahead. So Saturday, September 4th, we open up the season in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. I might go. To, Me with too. The Miami, uh, the Miami, Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Derek King coming back. It's going to be an interesting game. I do like how Miami played last year. I do like what they have. I think mm-hmm. they have a pretty good recruiting class coming in, so it'll be interesting to see how we do that. <laughs> Saturday, September 25th. Got Southern a pretty Miss tough Golden one. Eagles. Yeah, eh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Saturday, November 13th, New Mexico State Aggies. Another Saturday, one. November 20th, Mercer Bears. Uh, Mercer's had a football team for like three years now. So Yeah. And then obviously we have our SEC slate, including the Arkansas Razorbacks, the LSU Tigers, the Ole Miss Rebels, the Tennessee Volunteers, the Auburn Tigers, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, and the Texas A&M Aggies, which is in Texas A&M. That'll be one to watch out for. Mm, that'll be a good one. Um... We also have to travel to Florida next year. Yep. That'll be interesting. However, Dan Mullen interviewing for some other head coaching jobs is a little interesting dynamic, and we'll get to that when we start doing uh, mm-hmm. off-season shows. Um, we also have to go to Jordan Hare, which is never fun, but we'll do it. Gotta do it. Uh, and the LSU Tigers come to us. There we go. So Florida will be out for vengeance. You can say Auburn will be, but who really cares? We're coming for them. Oh, for sure. We also have the best recruiting class in 2021. I mean, it's just who we are. It's what we do. Uh, but, wow. What, what a season. Year. Yeah, what a season. I mean, we won. We won. We, we did won. it. We won. We did it, y'all. I'm just so happy. Same. I, I couldn't. Big shout out to our team persevering through this COVID season, coming together. I mean, the talent was there because the teamwork was there. Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get my final rant for the 2021 season, okay. and, then we'll, and then we'll get into the off. Mm-hmm. We'll tell them what we're gonna do for the off season. But I want to point out here, like I've said before, I've been an Alabama fan all my life, and I've watched all these championships. Hey, this is the most ridiculous and most fantastic, and never going to be seen again dynasty runs of all time. And I'm super thankful for that. We're all thankful for that. Um, not only to see, what, six national championships as a fan now, but two <clears throat> two in the in the four years that we've been at school right. is remarkable. Right. Um, but if you're one of those people, like the one LSU guy, and I forgot his name because it doesn't matter, but if you're going to give me a rant that, oh, all you have to look forward to is expectation and you don't get an enjoy out of winning and you guys are communists and you only... There's nothing for you to go look forward to, and there's blah, 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 and 
It's only expectation and you only remember the bad times. You can't celebrate the good times. Buddy, I would like you to check my bank account from Monday and you tell me if I celebrated or not. Because <laughs> I can tell you, last this past Monday was just as fun as 2009 when I was thrown in a snowbank when we won by my father. <laughs> and I can tell you it was just as good as whooping your guys' butt in the Superdome after you guys beat us in a 9-6 game and you didn't score a touchdown 21-0 to in 2011. I'd also like to remember the time that we celebrated after we went in Miami for the first time against Notre Dame, 42-14. to That was a great night. And what about the time we beat Clemson in Arizona? That was great. We got some revenge. Kenyon Drake ran, a fo- ran it back. And I remember that. That wasn't a bad time, was it? Not I don't think all. it was a downtime. I think I remember that joyous I, I moment and celebrating that. Uh, what about 2017 when I was standing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium watching Tua heed the ball 50 yards down the field to win the football game? Where were you? Losing Detroit. Next, I want to go into this year. Yes, it was absolutely fun. I don't care if you put an asterisk next to it. We won. You guys suck again. Welcome back to poverty, LSU, you all suck. And there it is, folks. We have good fans, and we enjoy everything that is given to us. Mm-hmm. So you take that away, you take your 2019, you get out of here. Yep. Angry. Good riddance. But yeah, yep. we'd like to thank everyone. Because <laughs> that After that, awesome. we would now like to be nice and thank well, people. I, mean, like, I just think that's ridiculous. Like, it is. Did you not... Were you... Did you not celebrate the national championship? Are you not going to remember this national... No, you are. Because you won. Like Absolutely. Yes, we have high expectations. And yeah, we do sit here on a Wednesday at Wednesday night and two days after and be like, well, we got to look forward to next year. But that's not wrong. That's not... That's how you stay on top. Yeah. There's a reason that we win so many of these. There, you, there it is. It's not because we, we, we don't cherish the times we have. We do. We're just focused on what's ahead. It's so the bigger picture versus the smaller picture. This is number 18 for us. For a reason, everyone. That's just great. I, and for those people who are saying, oh, Alabama's ruining college football. No, they're not. Get better. Yeah. <laughs> play us. Play us. Play, if anything, play us better. If anything, Alabama's doing a service to college football because you're going to see that all these other schools are going to have to play that much better to win it. There. And you're going to see a higher tier of football. Yep. That's exactly what you saw from LSU last year. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're going to continue to see. Exactly. Yeah, they might not win it all the time. But guess what? People like Dabo Sweeney, people like Nick Saban, people even like Ryan Day or Coach Ordron are pushing the levels of football. So if you want to say that the same SEC team wins it every year, get better. Boom. Truth. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, this is it. We only did 34 minutes today because... We just covered our winning natty, you guys. That's... Right. Um, but we are not going away from you. We're going to keep this thing never. going. Um, we would like to continue it through the off season. Probably won't be as often. Uh, maybe every two weeks just because we are graduating. Um, we do have school now starting yeah. back up. So, and there's just not that much in me. Yeah. We, I would rather, we would rather go an hour every two weeks than 25 minutes every week so yeah but we will be back we appreciate you listening and we're not going anywhere and we had a focus because we got 2021 and 2022 and mr bryce young will be the topic of our next podcast when we talk yeah. about a little season preview of 2021-2020 but with that said to our 2020 season thank you you are awesome
Thanks for making sports happen this year. I mean, yeah. We love a win. Yeah, I mean, number 18, I, you know, when you walked into 2020, you probably didn't think that anything good was going to come out of it, but we won the national championship. So mm-hmm. There you go. But that is it. Thank you for listening to the 4th and Gold yes. Podcast. We Thank will be you. back. Um, and we will definitely be milking this uh, national championship. So oh, forever. From the only podcast that covers your national championship team from 2020-2021, this is the 4th and Gold Podcast signing off. Peace out. We love you.